You know, Randy, with so many people getting into the whiskey community, it's awesome to see people falling in love with the passion that we share, mm -hmm. and that is bourbon, of course. But there's a lot of regret that comes along with being a new whiskey. Mm -hmm. You know, things to buy, things to avoid. You know, what do you really need for your whiskey collection? Well, that's what this episode's all about. If you want to hear about it, then stick around. So Wes, before we get too deep into this, I want to thank our Patreon members. We mm -hmm. could not do this without you. No. I was trying to explain to somebody the other day, it's a little bit weird because producing the podcast and running the Bourbon Real Talk community and running the nonprofit that's associated with it takes up a ton of time. Yeah. And if we don't have some way to monetize those services that we're providing to all of those people who pay nothing, we wouldn't be able to do it. And so we have to thank the Patreons because all of that good that's going out there into the world wouldn't be possible without your support. Yeah. But we don't want just donations, okay? There's a lot of member benefits. We got bonus content, special offers, distillery takeovers, barrel picks, in-person meetups, monthly virtual bottle shares where we get together, share pour, yep. and massive discounts on merch. So whether you want the satisfaction of knowing you support the channel and its mission, or you want the benefits, we'd love to have you as a member of Patreon. So check out the link in the description below. So let's just jump right into what we think you should buy if you are building a bourbon collection. Yeah, of course. You gotta know where to start, right? Where to start. And there are some essential core distilleries that you should think of mm -hmm. right off the top. And I don't say that by accident, distilleries, mm -hmm. because you do wanna get a good collection from each of them, because as you journey on and as you taste and as you try, you will decide for yourself which distilleries you tend to gravitate towards. Exactly. And which ones you don't. So the first one on the list is one of my favorite distilleries, not just because it's beautiful, mm -hmm. not just because the people are awesome. It's iconic. It's the first family of bourbon. Yeah, yeah and, and not because it's got a famous name associated with it, but the reason I love it is because it has so many dang good products, and that is Jim Beam. Jim Beam. And uh, the one that we're specifically going to, when I wrote this, I was thinking of you. Thank you. The one we're specifically gonna recommend you get is? This guy right here, the Knob Creek Nine Year. Nine Year. It's 100 proof, it's a great entry point, okay? It's gonna get you off of those 80s and 90s mm -hmm. and get you up there with the big dogs, and it's gonna give you a good taste of what a bottled and bond should be like. That 100 proof point range is a great spot to find your to find your happiness right there. And so Knob Creek is a great start to that. It's a little bit higher price point, I mean, you what in the forty dollar range for a bottle of Knob Creek Nine, um, and so it's it's a little higher than than some of the other ones we're going to mention today, but it is worth every single dollar. Well, and the other thing to keep in mind is that Jim Beam could sell this liquid to a brand like mine, the Prideful Goat. Yeah, and we typically have to price things around twelve dollars per year of age. And so this bottle would be probably $110 yeah, if it was if it was a non-distiller producer. So one of the best values in whiskey. Um, and Jim Beam, you're typically gonna notice a little bit of a, a nutty flavor. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we want you to do is to be able to identify the base characteristics of each one of the distilleries. And eventually you're gonna gravitate towards some over others. And that's a good point is the Knob Creek Nine is a higher price point, but it's a nine year product. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes a lot of resources to, to, to barrel something and store it for that long. And a lot of the other the bottles you're going to hear on this list are in that four to six range. So yeah. it's a it's a great value. Yeah. Uh, next on the list we have Jack Daniels. Uh, Jack Daniels. Uh, you know, people like to argue about whether or not it's bourbon or it's Tennessee whiskey. Um, the truth is, is that there's there's a, a state law definition of Tennessee whiskey in Tennessee. There's a federal law definition of bourbon mm -hmm. at the federal level, and Jack Daniels qualifies under both yep. standards of identity. And so, if you want to call it Tennessee whiskey, great. If you want to call it bourbon, great. 
Everyone's um, right. Everyone's right. Uh, but uh, most people think of Jack Daniels and they think of old number seven. Right. And yeah. back in the 80s, it was 90 proof and it was a really solid buy for the price point, but they proofed it down to 80. And uh, I, I'm not as huge of a fan of the old number seven. It mm. definitely has a place. It's the second most drank whiskey on planet Earth. Yeah. Um, but I'm recommended the bonded. Yeah, and of course. I mean, again, it's right at that hundred uh, hundred uh, proof point, and and that's kind of a sweet spot for me. It's at the mm -hmm. low end, but I love a good bottled and bond. And Jack Daniels definitely produces that. Yeah. And uh, what I have is actually the bottled and bond, but um, this is sold like at military uh, bases, mm -hmm. um, but they have a very similar product. that's just called bonded, bonded that you right. should be able to find in your local store and it'll sure. be inexpensive. Uh, what do we, what have we got next? I know this well, is one of your faves. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, if you haven't heard, uh, Stag Jr. has a, uh, a son and his name <laughs> is a benchmark foolproof. Yeah. Okay. This guy is very similar to a stag, similar mash bill, obviously. Same similar, mash bill. Same mash bill, similar taste. Very, very good. Just a little uh, younger. A little younger. Uh, 125 proof. I mean, if you can go out and find a 125 proof for 20 to $25, then let us know. Yeah. But until then, this is the king of the, of the low, uh, low dollar, high proof. Uh, category in my opinion. That's a value pour for sure. Absolutely. And, and uh, just to understand, some of the most sought after bourbons in the world are made by Buffalo Trace and yep. they're part of the you know Buffalo Trace antique collection like George T. Stagg, uh, Eagle Rare 17. Of course, you've got, um, it's just called Stagg now, but it used to be called Stagg Jr. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got the Eagle Rare 10 year. Those are all made from the same mash bill as benchmark, as well as the base product, which is the Buffalo Trace 90 proof. Mm -hmm. And so I was in the liquor store the other day getting another bottle and the, the general manager is like, I can't get people to buy this benchmark foolproof, but when I get Buffalo Trace in, they flood the store and buy every bottle. Wow. And it's it costs more money and it's lower proof and it's the same liquid. Yeah, same liquid, except way lower price point. It's watered down to the, to the 90 proof. And this stuff is, man, so full of flavor, robust, powerful pour, um, and obviously a great value. And uh, what to expect? Um, we, we skipped Jack Daniels, what to expect. On Jack oh, Daniels, expect bananas. Baby. You're, you're gonna expect bananas and a little bit of nuttiness. So mm -hmm. a lot of Jack Daniels will taste like banana nut bread. I'm drinking this right now, yeah. and, and that's absolutely spot on. And Buffalo Trace, uh, the uh, Mashable One, what to expect. It To me, when it's younger, like Benchmark, it has kind of a grapey characteristic, but as it ages and gets older, it starts to turn into a dark cherry. Yeah. Um, and so those are kind of the, the, the earmark flavors that you should expect. What whiskey will blow your mind that isn't even bourbon and you've probably never heard of? J.T. Mellick. It comes from a crawfish and rice farm in Louisiana. It's one of the few ground-to-glass distilleries in the U.S., and it's amazing. How did a crawfish and rice farmer become the producer of one of the best whiskeys I've ever tasted? We're gonna lose money on the rice, so we turn it in the whiskey. Mike's family are six-generation rice farmers in Louisiana, and the thought of not growing rice was unbearable. So when rice prices dropped, they decided to grow rice anyway and turn it into whiskey. I know what you're thinking. Randy, it's rice whiskey. How could it be good? This isn't some half sake. I sent out blind sample packs with five other highly regarded allocated bourbons. And when people didn't know what they were drinking, they liked the JT Mellick more. This whiskey surprised me. Someone brought a bottle over to my house and it blew my mind. Where'd you get the whiskey? Yeah, where'd you get the whiskey? I, I brought it to Randy's house. No, you didn't. Yeah! I thought I was the bad cop. No, I'm the bad cop. You're both bad. So if you want a mind-blowingly good whiskey at an affordable price, pick up a bottle of JT Mellick right now. And if there's a vodka lover in your life, don't overlook the vodka. 
unlike most vodkas, theirs actually tastes good. To find a shipping retailer or a local retailer near you, click the link in the video description. Clicking the link lets them know that we sent you, so they know to keep advertising with us. Cheers! What do you got next on the list? Next one, we don't have the bottle out here, um, but it is... Because I drank it all. Because it's so dang good. Yeah. And it is the Four Roses Small Batch Select. Okay? It's a great shelf-available option from Four Roses. Again, we want to get you something from all of these iconic distilleries, and Four Roses is absolutely one of those. Yeah. Uh, beautiful place. I love the I love the architecture there. It's mm -hmm. almost like a Spanish vibe. It's yeah. kind of got this really cool uh, feel to it that's a little bit different than the other distilleries in the area, so I love it. Um What's the dude's, what's the, um, the Master Siller's name? Brent Elliott. Brent Elliott. That's right. We were there with him a couple years ago. Um, got the look behind the uh, the scenes there at what he's got coming up and all of the different offerings that Four Roses, especially the, um, the limited edition, the limited edition yeah. stuff coming. So it was just a really cool place. And we would not have a list of beginner bourbons to pick up if, if, if without Four Roses. Yeah. I mean, and uh, just so you know, if you ever visit there, uh, this bottle that's behind uh, Wes's shoulder, this 1938 Four Roses. Oh yeah. Uh, Bourbon Real Talk donated one to their visitor center and it is on display there. So you can go see the bottle that we donated. Yeah. Um, and from Four Roses, I expect fruity floral. Floral, for yeah. sure. So it's a very floral bourbon. And this is one that I sometimes find is a great transition bourbon yeah. uh, for somebody who is used to drinking cocktails um, because there are so many other flavors that you'd maybe get in a cocktail. Uh, mixed in with that whiskey. Um, yep. And I'm gonna let you do the next one because I know that this is one of your faves as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, man. This is one of the first bourbons that I fell in love with and it is Old Forester 1920. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I got early into my, my bourbon journey and a lot of my bourbon mentors were like, man, you need to pick up some Old Forester 1920. That's kind of a classic to have on the shelf. And they were absolutely right. I loved it from the day that I, I saw it, set eyes on it, set lips on it. Man, it was so good. Uh, it does have that banana forward mm -hmm. flavor that you get with a lot of the old, that I get a lot with the old Forster stuff. And Banana uh, runts. Banana runts, man. Yeah. And it, but it's so good. Uh, all of the old Forster stuff is, is great. 1910 is good as well. It's just a little sweeter than the 1920, mm -hmm. but definitely get that 1920 to start your collection off. Yeah, 115 proof, solid, uh, solid oh, yeah. pour, solid, solid price point. Um, and I'll do the next one because I probably drink more of this whiskey than any other whiskey, and right. that's Wild Turkey 101. Mm. Uh, Wild Turkey Distillery, iconic. They. they it's one of those distilleries that it's just a workhorse. Everything they produce, for the most part, has a great flavor. It gets a little bit weird at the higher ages. Mm -hmm. um, so what's great about that distillery is all of their shelf available products, you're gonna buy them and love them. And uh, if you took the time to chase the high-end products, those might be the ones you don't like as much because they're usually higher ages. Yeah. Uh, but Wild Turkey 101, 101 proof, value play. And uh, this one, I get cherry mm -hmm. and a hint of peanut. Mm. And so when I'm trying to identify distilleries, if it's like banana runts, I'm thinking Old Forester. If it's banana runts with some nuttiness, then I'm thinking Jack Daniels. Uh, if it's if it's cherry with a little bit of nuttiness, I'm thinking wild turkey. And I get cherry, like medicinal cherry with that for my for my personal palate. It's more of like a cherry, not cough syrup in a bad way, but that, that little bit of a syrupy taste to it. And I gotta tell you, I didn't even tell you this when I got here today. I had a weird dream about wild turkey last night. Okay. And this is a great time to share it, obviously. This is not scripted or, or, or rehearsed at all. Yeah, this is I, not on I was I was, <laughs> I was dreaming last night that I was at wild turkey. And mm -hmm. I can't remember if, if it was a trip that you and I were on or not, but we were there and and I was with um, 
Jimmy, Jimmy Russell. Russell. Yeah. And we were hanging out, and I said, "Listen, dude, I have this idea for a Wild Turkey 102." And <laughs> and he's like. That's brilliant, man. I love that. I love that. I was like, yeah, it's kind of like the one-on-one, but it's just a little elevated. You know, it's just something different. You know, it'll really, it'll really be a marketing, uh, marketing, you know, seizure. We're gonna go into the market and just really dominate. And we came out with Wild Turkey 102. So, it, I mean, it, I'm a dreamer, and yeah. so be on the lookout on local shelves for that coming in the next few years. Uh, Wild Turkey 102. That's <laughs> hilarious. He's like, look, look. Everyone's gonna understand. It's one better. Yeah, it's, it's one better. I mean, what's better than 101? 102. 102. It's one better. I think that's the tagline, actually. You can't even argue with that. Yeah. So, All right. So I'll do the next one because uh, this one's near and dear to my heart. And we're not just sticking with Kentucky. We had uh, Tennessee oh, yeah. represented, uh, and the next one I'm gonna recommend is uh, a product from MGP, currently called Ross and Squib. This distillery has been renamed so many times from so many transfers and ownership. Uh, but their brand that they bottle is called Remus. Remus. Yeah. And the reason why I love this distillery is that many of the brands that you see on the shelves actually buy their whiskey from MGP. Mm -hmm. And so there's countless brands that you could buy to taste their products. But if you can develop a, a sense of flavor from MGP, um, you're going to start to notice that in a lot yeah. of other brands. Um, Barrel, of course, the Prideful Goat. My other brand, Unallocated. Used to be Smoke um, Wagon. Uh, Smoke Wagon, Smooth Ambler, Old Scout, mm -hmm. uh, Blom Brothers. There's lots of companies that use yep. their liquid. And so that'd be one to familiarize yourself with. And what to expect on that one? Um, it's a little bit sweeter forward. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me personally, not everybody gets this, I get um, Big League Chew Bubblegum. Mm, I love Big League Chew. Yeah, me too. Uh, you want to do the, do yeah, the next one, 1792? I love 1792, and particularly on this list, we got the full proof. Uh, it is 125. Yeah. And that is the, the, the cool thing about 1792 is that is the legal limit to go into the barrel. Mm -hmm. And so they make sure that what they put in the bottle is every bit of that proof, which is a 125, which is really cool. And the distillery is awesome too. Yeah. I mean, we went to the distillery a couple years ago and you feel like you're walking into a construction zone. Yeah. A lot of distilleries you feel like it's like, really tourist focused, you know, they got pretty little walkways and, and, and people kind of congregating everywhere and beautiful landscaping. Mm -hmm. 1792 is like you walked into a factory yeah. and people are working, there's forklifts zipping by you and you're just like, am I supposed to be here? Am I supposed to park here? And it's just like, you get a full on, fully immersive experience. So if you haven't checked out the distillery, definitely do that. So real quick, take a pause. Okay. Um, can you, can you flex and show them your muscles? Cause you uh, just flexed on them so hard. I did? Yeah. Okay. Because they don't have distillery tours anymore. Really? <laughs> yeah, they don't have a distillery oh, tour anymore. Boom, boom, baby. That's right. That's I was right. the last distillery when, tour. When of you all were time. with Bourbon Real Talk, you get special access, boom. son. What? Say something right. else. So yeah. You can go and try to go on a distillery tour. You can tour, try. They won't but even it ain't let gonna you. happen. We went on a private tour with we the just, master distiller, and we saw the still that was put there by the federal government during World War II to make grain neutral spirit for the war effort. That was quite intense. I'm sorry for the crotch chopping. We um, got <laughs> we got a little excited. I did, but that was I never I didn't know that. Yeah. And yeah. I feel so special. Yeah. Thank I you. didn't know, and then someone busted me in the comments. Mm, okay. Well, uh, busted hey, us in the comments. But, hey, you yeah, got to roll with the, you got to roll with the BRT, and you yeah. get in some places. You get into places. All yeah. right. Last up is a distillery that absolutely should be on everyone's list mm -hmm. to visit. I know they do visits there, mm -hmm. but it's an iconic distillery, great history, really cool story, and that is Heaven Hill. Heaven Hill. So Heaven Hill, they make a ton of products. Yeah. 
Um, probably their two most popular would be um, Elijah, Elijah Craig. Craig and Evan Williams. Yeah. I'm recommending Elijah Craig. Uh, it's only 94 proof, but flavor's great. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a lot of crossover between the Heaven Hill Distillery and the Jim Beam Distillery. They're right, right near one another. And uh, their history of uh, master distillers are from the same family, the Beam family. Yeah. And um, at this point, Heaven Hill uses the same yeast as, as Jim Beam. And so they also have a nutty uh, forward profile. Yeah. But if I were gonna try and pick something else out that I look for when I'm finding um, characteristics of uh, Lyser Craig specifically, there's a little bit of an orange zest mm. um, mixed in with the nuttiness. Yeah. And so- uh, Zesty. I, yeah, zesty. And But Heaven Hill makes so many different products, you're gonna wanna familiarize yourself with their profile. Yeah. Now, that's what you should buy. Yes, now I thought let's, we should do what you should avoid. Let's talk about what you should avoid. So first off, I want you to avoid any bottle that you've never heard of. That's a good rule. Okay, because when you're new and you go in and you're gonna, the greatest example is Total Wine and More's uh, Spirits Direct program, yep. right? So you're gonna walk in, you go, do you have Blanton's? And they'll go, we have this other one that has a horse on it and it's the closest thing to Blanton's. Yeah. No, it is not. No, it's not. It's 1792, which is not the same as Blanton's. Right. And it's like two or three times the cost of the same bottle that you could get in a 1792 bottle that's literally sitting on the same shelf. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to avoid anything you've never heard of and do your research. Yep. And that way you'll have less regret Part of that research is trying it, mm -hmm. okay? If you, and that goes for every bottle we just named, if you have never tried it, try it before you buy it. Yeah. We're recommending it be on your shelf, but that's if you enjoy it yourself. So that goes in that same category of trying it. Now, next up, avoid high priced bottles that are available to the public. Right, so if, if you go I, in and there's like a $220 bottle sitting on the shelf, Yep. there's a reason why it's sitting on the shelf. Exactly, <laughs> and, and, and that, and that goes with the bottle envy. There's beautiful ornate bottles, mm -hmm. packaging and everything, and that thing's 150 bucks. And you're like, wow, this has gotta be good bourbon. No. 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 It it's it's probably marketing hype. Yep. The Just like my wild turkey 102. Yeah. The 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 bottles uh, that you want that are highly sought after, they're not gonna be on the shelf. And so when there's a bottle on the shelf and the price is high. That's why it's able to be on the shelf. It's probably priced above what the public thinks that it's worth. Yeah, and by, um, the, by the way, the Wild Turkey 102 is going to be a turkey. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's like a beautiful bottle. They had a turkey bottle and they got rid of it. Wait, we're bringing it back. Yeah, I, um, actually I heard it was because of the Ukraine war. Yeah, well, they so had a supply over. chain issue and then yeah. they had to switch bottles. I don't know. We're bringing it back. All um, right, so. Next uh, up though. Any, any secondary transaction with the person that you do not personally know. Yes. Um, and that's a big one. I've heard a lot of people get scammed. Lots of scammers out there. You can join Bourbon Real Talk community and it won't be long before somebody sees that you make a comment that you really like this bottle. And then you're gonna get a PM that says, hey, I've got one of those bottles mm -hmm. and I'll sell it to you for a price that's better than secondary, but not quite as cheap as retail, you know, cause that puts some effort into finding it. Right. And that person will gladly take your money and never, ever, ever send you a bottle. Yes. And so do not do any transactions with people you don't know. And also a dangerous thing that can happen in that world is, this is the reason I don't ever sell or give away bottles, empty bottles, is because people are great at filling empty bottles, uh, mm -hmm. let's say an old Blanton's bottle, with, uh, well, I don't know, what if they H and H. An H and H or something in there that's, you know, same color, same feel, same, it may even be close, uh, a Buffalo Trace product like a Benchmark 
uh, single barrel or something. Throw that in there. And uh, so it kind of passes the taste test, but man, you are getting ripped off. So be careful uh, buying from people you don't know. We just strongly don't recommend it. Yeah, and uh, also along those lines, don't buy from online retailers that you don't have right. knowledge of. Because if you go on Facebook every day, there are 100 new fake online retailer pages that get created and everything looks legit. And there's tons of pictures and they create a bunch of accounts and they fill out the reviews and they have excellent reviews and all that stuff. And so if you don't personally know somebody who's successfully completed a transaction with that online retailer, don't do business with them. As someone who's in the creative space, I can make a website in one hour and spend 15 bucks making it and make it look really cool. Like I sell really nice bottles of whiskey and I don't. Yeah. So it's easy to do. Don't fall victim to that. Along those lines, mm -hmm. any bottle that you do not know the MSRP of, stay away from. Stay away from it. Don't buy it until you've done your research on what the actual suggested retail price is. Not that every store is going to have that suggested retail price, mm -hmm. but at least you know what the value is supposed to be and intended to be by the manufacturer. Perfect example of this. I was a new hunter. This was probably 2014, maybe mm -hmm. early 2015. I was in another state. I go to my buddy's liquor store. I see a bottle. I've never seen it before. It's an Evan Williams single barrel. Mm -hmm. It's priced at $99. And I almost bought the bottle. I thought, wait a minute, I don't really know what this is. And so I Googled it and it turns out it was a $32 bottle mm -hmm. that was marked you know, way up. And you can find the MSRP for most bottles just by putting in the name of the bottle and the letters MSRP. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that comes up typically is what it costs. If not, you can click on a review and see what the normal price is. But I've heard too many stories of people going, oh, I've heard of I've heard of, of Weller 12 year. So I found a store, it's 250 bucks. I got it. Mm. And then you go, oh, that yeah. was... That's like a 30 something dollar bottle. Yeah, you were at Liquor Depot. Yeah, you were at Liquor Depot. Um, and so avoid anything you don't know the MSRP of. So that is our what to buy and avoid list. If this is your first time watching the show, we'd like to thank you for the view and tell you a little bit about our philosophy. We are all about bringing people together around these brown spirits. Mm. And uh, that's something that's personally important to me because I lost my brother to suicide. Uh, his name was Sean, he was in the military, and he got out and he was badly addicted to opioids and he started mixing it with alcohol. And it caused him to become separated from his you know, network of people around him. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I wanted to find a way to help create connection between individuals so that they didn't lose that you know, accountability and that love that maybe would have kept him here. And I saw whiskey bringing people together. And so I thought maybe if I get you connected to whiskey, um, the whiskey will do the rest of the work and get you connected to others so that you don't feel the way that my brother did. And that also led to us starting Bourbon Real Talk Community, mm -hmm. which is a troll-free environment mm -hmm. where whiskey lovers can get in and connect with one another. Uh, there's a lot of generosity. There's a lot of sharing. A lot of people making online friends and then becoming in-person friends oh, yeah. as a result of it. It's really cool. Um, and while we were contemplating, you know, do we need to have our own forum, we looked at other forums and we saw trolls. Yeah. And there, there is a category of whiskey enthusiasts out there that spends most of their time online trying to make other people feel small so that they feel big mm -hmm. and one we don't allow that in bourbon real talk but two um, it also taught me that if those people can be hateful online i can be loving online and that's why we end the show the same way each week and that's this if you woke up this morning and you're unsure whether or not anyone loves you just know that we, we love, love you. you and we'll see you next time on bourbon real talk
Ha, I knew I was a bigger Bourbon Real Talk fan than you. How do you know that? Well, because I don't just use a prideful goat, Glenn. I got an official Bourbon Real Talk tumbler. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I got this Bourbon Real Talk lanyard to carry my whiskey glass in. Oh, well, speaking of whiskey glasses, do you have one of these? No, I don't. Rocks glass. Oh, yeah? Yep, official. Well, I love my wife, and I bought her this official whiskey wife flask from Bourbon Real Talk. Well, that's cute and everything, but I got my wife one of these. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, you can just add your own liquor, and it's an actual cocktail right there in a, in a jar. Me and my wife like to make cocktails, so we got this simple syrup on oh, the website. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, do you and your wife have one of these? This is an official sticker. You can only get these on the website. Uh, no, but I do have these official coasters that have the Bourbon Real Talk logo on them, and I'm representing. Hmm. Well, while you're representing those little coasters of yours, I've got an aroma kit. Do you? Yeah, so I can smell literally everything in bourbon. Everything. Well, I don't have that, but I do have this sample box that I keep all my samples in because I'm part of the community and I share samples. Yeah, but do you have Glen Toppers that are officially Bourbon Real Talk? I don't have that, but I do have this large whiskey carrying case for my glasses so that I don't break them. See, I knew you had that. That's why I have this, the smaller version, okay? It packs more easily into your suitcase. Uh -huh. I don't have to mess with that big old thing, okay? Suitcase, that's for lamos. Check this thing out. I have a Bourbon Real Talk bottle carrying bag. You can't beat that. I don't know if I can because- And on top of that, I have a Bourbon Real Talk t-shirt. I'm the bigger fan. Oh, I can beat that. Is it extra schmedium? No, I don't have extra schmedium. Ha! Extra schmedium. You might be the bigger fan, you win. I knew it. So whether you're a Bourbon Real Talk super fan or simply looking for quality whiskey swag, head over to bourbonrealtalk.com today.